This is the Heavy Heart Podcast coming at you from Nashville. Join us as we explore all things heavy. That's just, oh, oh no. Come on. Like, He's like 23. Maybe so? 23 or 22. Come on. You know the rule. Half your age plus I know, seven. But, so it's 20. But no, I so don't want to babysit. How, you're going to be, you're okay. So whew, we're both there now. We're both 30. Good for us. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> 30, Thir- flirty, and dirty. <laughs> 30, flirty, and thriving. That's from that a, Gen- it's from a movie. It's from a Jennifer Garner movie called something 30. You like mean 30, Shovel 30. Face? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Rough times. I don't, I mean, she made a career. I mean. Kind of. She does all these. From that show. Right. What was that show that she was Alias. famous for? Alias. Alias is the show she got famous. Then she yeah. did some movies. And it, are they still married or do they divorce? Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't even remember half the well, time. Well, you know, that's when Ben, Ben's life probably fell apart, you know, and then he did Batman and then he just he, seems like a sad human now. He wasn't a terrible Batman. I will say that. No, he uh, wasn't. The one thing... He was the only decent part about those movies. Exactly. He was the, like, oh, he's good. I just want to see like, that. Oh, he's really good and brooding. Okay. And he got freaking ripped. It's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in his mid 40s, isn't he? He's older. Yeah. Older gentleman. I mean, him, you know, I think like him and Matt Damon, I always am. They're, they're both other, but they're both dudes who've like, you know, kept it tight. They've, they've done a good job. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> uh, yeah. So speaking of a band that is nowhere from that part of the country, have you heard anything about System of a Down? That's a terrible transition. Ooh, hey, transition. <laughs> that was not. Um, um, have I heard anything? Well, I'd obviously have to live under a rock if I have exactly. not seen the thousand headlines and various um, flattering photos of each band member. It's like, oof, if I never have to look at their faces again. I mean, like that time. transition is like blaming owls for me being bad at analogies. <laughs> oh, you gotta start somewhere exactly. you know it's like this comedians that do really bad transitions you're like just tell the joke exactly like so uh, let's just, let's just i was at a mall yeah you were no no you weren't <laughs> your boyfriend wasn't yelling at you but um whatever. i was a big fan of system of a down from yeah. my younger years like high school that was wake up put a little makeup Exactly. No, but that yeah, exa- that hit at a huge time. It was kind of that. Like, I was discovering Metallica around that time. I th- oh, God, what year was that? Was that 03, 04-ish, I want to say? So my okay. middle... Did James Hatfield still have the mullet? <laughs> I do not remember that. Did he still have the handlebar mustache? Exactly. That That's the timeline for Metallica. It's, Lo- it's handlebar before handlebar after handlebar. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. James Hetfield's um, hairdos, well, or the eyeliner. You could go off that too. When when Kirk and Lars explored the eyeliner, I think you can go amount of hair because in the beginning of their career, lots and long, and then mm-hmm. '90s short, now balding. But that's well, if you go by Lars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Lars and Kirk, Kirk's then in a little bit there too. Well, Kirk's um, got a beautiful head of gray hair. Yes, and, and James James is still. I mean, he keeps it clean, but and Robert has his glorious so yeah, long locks. Toxicity, which was that was the mm. the one like chop suey, like right. I don't know, that was oh one right. that came out. Uh, so okay. that's not that's pretty early. That's okay. on the earlier than when I got in the metal, like oh three, like that Lamb of God. Like I was gonna say, I was in sixth and seventh grade. I remember Ew. this being one of the first metal concerts I went to, which mm. one of the most interesting ones I went to, which um, System of a Down, mm. Coheed and Cambria, weird, and Gizmachi. <laughs> Wow. Do you remember them? Yeah, I, uh, 
keep them in mind because they're going to come back later. But <laughs> we're we're going to talk was, about those guys. It was a great concert, though. Mm. It was really good. I'm, and, I'm guessing System of a Down headlined, oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and this was right after Hypnotize and Mesmerize. And they played both those okay. pretty much at, like, length. And Would you say that's that was the height of their career? That, was that time? was the third act like that was them on the way down kind oh, of really? like I'm... which is interesting i think most people think of those as like good but not like <clears throat> they were definitely still doing good but creatively you could tell yeah. things were going wrong and now that we've seen some of what they've said it makes yeah. sense right because you could tell like i even remember listening to those albums and thinking like darren's doing a lot of the singing on these cds mm. like f- from what they did in the past like he was always a background vocalist and then he kind of on those cds he was yeah. like a lead vocalist pretty much interesting and then you know they broke up and everyone kind of just went on with their lives right but now that they they got they've come back together they've played a few reunion shows and everyone's like really happy about it but they want them to do another record and we kind of know now now know why right um it's a political reasons but Mm -hmm. like not bad political reasons like yeah darren was saying it's all surge and surge doesn't want to do it but now Serge is saying that like well there's some things i want which are pretty basic things he wants Mm -hmm. you know like equal publishing rights like and creative rights for the songs and like to be clear vision and he said just it's not something that's like hey no i don't want to do it fuck you it's right very understandable excuse it's gonna take some time like you gotta work through that shit and especially with a band that has so much to work through um, it's going to take a while. There's going to be a lot of lawyers involved. That that, that does not happen quickly. <laughs> it's a lot of money, I can imagine. Yeah. Right, right. A lot For of a numbers. Band like that, I can imagine it's comparable to um, Creed, in a way. Like, I just, not in not in the sense of uh, sound or music, sure. but like, like, it's a band that's been gone for so long, but everyone wants to see come back and the amount right. of money. Didn't they know, come back, though? They did, and they, like, made, they made tons of money on that. Yeah. It was in 09, 010. Oh, no, I was going to say 2010, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. They, it was a, I want to say, Alter Bridge B-side CD. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. If you go listen to it, you can tell it's... And I'm glad they didn't push it. Like, they did it, and then they stopped. Well, well apparently, Scott wanted to do Mark. Scott wanted to do more, uh, and Mark was like, well, I got to go do Alter Bridge. <laughs> and Scott was like, what do you mean? Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> That's a whole and, other thing. And uh, Mark made the right choice. Exactly. So, as we know from... I'm curious of what happened with that, because Sons of Anarchy... Um, oh, yeah, um... They were suing him. <laughs> they were suing Scott Strap because he didn't come through on his contract. He didn't You're show right. up for music video, you know, all the kind of things. promotions, right. stuff like that. And but I haven't heard um, what happened to that. That uh, what a mess. That oh, yeah. that man. Which I mean, you know, I kind of do wish the best for him. I know he's got the best intentions, right. but he's got some personal problems. Right. That's for sure. We are ping ponging all over the place today. That's for sure. Hey. You know, more things to tag on our Facebook post. <laughs> and that's, at the end of the day, what this is all about, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Please don't quote me on that. <laughs> but when it comes to System of a Down, I think I actually see everybody's side of it. And that's yeah. Um, John, the drummer, actually, when his state, he was released a statement himself, which nobody picked up because it's <laughs> the drummer. And he's like, we're all at fault, is what he said. He's mm. like, basically, it's all our fault. He's like, there's no one to blame for this. He's like, yeah, we just, we, could, we can't get together right now. We have different issues right now. And we're all still doing a lot of stuff on their right. own as you see like right. no one would ever claim Sarah's just doesn't want to do music when you see all the other side right. work he's in and like, like a thousand th- he has his finger in a lot oh of my god and like pies. his humanitarian work is honestly second to none so right that's 
definitely doing good there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like, okay, you have conflict, but it's just different than the typical drama, which is kind of refreshing. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> okay. Right, like, you feel like it'd be <laughs> you like... You guys a, have some common sense here. Like, you expect him to come out like, fuck you, fuck you, like, no, right. we, we got problems, guys. It's yeah. not like Van Halen. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, or any band you can mention. Um, but maybe, these guys, they're obviously all very educated, and they're not, you know... Right, well, that's something I appreciate about the band. It's a smart band. Oh, smart music. Very much so. Yeah, yeah even though it is new metal, but... It's, well, well, it's, and that's what's so great is like, you know, banana, banana, terracotta, banana, terracotta, terracotta pie are some of their lyrics, but. <laughs> but say that 10 times fast, you know, so. <laughs> not a lot of people can. But speaking of, of bands with some intense history, I mean, Pantera, we have to, oh. we definitely have to give a moment here real yes. quick um, and lift up Vinnie Paul's family and friends. And um, it's been a rough couple of weeks. It's been a really serious time of, you know, reflection of just what an amazing man he was and also the band, you know, um, I've had the privilege of meeting Vinny a couple times and, and you'll hear this from everyone and I don't need to, you know, we've, we've read all the posts. I don't need to go into it that much, but he was one of the most general, generous dudes I've met on that level, you know, of just opening up his bus, opening up his heart to people and just being so, free with his you know, kind of I would almost even say fame you know his name I mm -hmm. guess it's like hey come to my casino hey my strip club my That's restaurant right. it's like what's mine is yours you know he just had such a such a big heart no one said a bad thing about Vinnie Paul ever like yeah, yeah. Like, right, he, he right. was a great how? dude how could like, you yeah, and exactly. I think everyone like my experience and that's everyone's you read it it's like you meet Vinny and you're his friend instantly you know exactly um and so it's it's in a weird way, reading that he fell, you know, passed in his sleep is like kind of you know, hopeful and weird. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, obviously, what I mean is like he wasn't going through trauma. He was, you know, right. obviously surrounded by people he cared about. <laughs> right, and that's and that's reassuring. In this day in and way. age, with what we're with a lot of the rock stars and celebrities we lose, it's right refreshing or not bad to see yeah I mean he went way too soon oh. but if you're gonna go you know I'm glad it was to a man like that who could mm -hmm. go peacefully Absolutely. you know because he, he deserved that at least so but yeah so you know poor Vinny but just man talking about the history and you know reading it's been fascinating to read you know all the posts Response and everything and what have you but you know, Rex and Phil like whoa like well, it's all very their stuff. it's very well everything is very muted understandably like yeah there's not too much to say about it like I know I think yeah uh, didn't Phil just post like I think a candle picture and like maybe a few words? A few words, not but much. Still, like very, uh, yeah, very mild. It was, it w but even so, considering that it, there was just this no acknowledgement, right, and just so much animosity, um, and and Rex, I think, was kind of in between all right, of that. That's, yeah, he he lived in this weird in between world, he, like where yeah. he got got along with both camps. I think right, maybe more so. I think more so Phil than Vinny reading his book that's what i gathered mm -hmm. um but you know we can just say from personal experience what incredible the guys those are individually too right I like mean. i am I, I never had a chance to meet uh vinny but i've seen him and man that's yeah like you said yeah. he's just the man on stage and like right. the performance i've seen videos he's one of the being a drummer one of the hugest right. influences obviously but right we got yeah. we met rex brown and a while back when was that when was that we opened so brian and i used to be in a band and mm -hmm. we opened for kill devil kill hill. devil hill with one of our favorite bands of all time king 
Um, that's when we got to know those guys. Uh, yes, pause. Everyone go check out King, K-Y-N-G, right, right now. No, just, just do it. Pause, stop your life, and listen to their entire <laughs> catalog. Exactly. They're the best. So it, this was quite a while ago, 2014 probably mm-hmm. or somewhere in there. It was probably about a year after his, recently after his book came out because I, yeah. I, I, I once in my great while fanboyed out and had him signed it. And what did he say? It was something. He asked what year it was. He did. He, he, you know. He's like, it's 2014, right? Yeah. Like he actually, is. and he wrote um, he wrote smoke whiskey. Smoke whiskey. Smoke whiskey. Rest brown. <laughs> I mean, sweet message. But he was he after the show. He actually came up to our and we merch hung out table. At the bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he came well, up he came to the merch before. table and um, asked to buy our EP. <laughs> It's like, you know, one of the better moments of my music career, Rex Brown asking to buy my EP. I'm like, you can have everything. You can have the clothes on my back. Like, exactly. And then you are not paying for anything. Um, right at all. And we spent at least after dude. the show, talked to him like 30, 40 minutes. And one of the most like humble yeah. and like down to earth guys I've yeah. ever met. It was just. Just real conversation. Sil- yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm Rex Brown. It's just like, right. hey, what's up? <laughs> right. And I think that's, I mean, just thinking about Pantera and their legacy and oh my just. God. It makes so much sense when you see the remaining members, you know, do what they do. Phil is on fire right now. The man is like... I don't know if he... (sighs) He definitely had his rough period. Right, right. And I mean, and he's, you know, he's had a lot of health issues and had quite a few surgeries. I still think he struggles with them, actually. I, I, I absolutely... I know he has ailments, but as we saw, Brian and I got to... Um, Super joint ritual. Yeah, enjoy and, them. Was that was last winter? Yep, we saw at, them. Um, everyone's favorite town, Clarksville. Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Don't pause this and look that up. No, um, but seeing them in such an unassuming setting. Exactly. Um, and Phil actually wasn't even feeling well that night, and he you came could out. Tell. Yeah, but he came out, and the first thing he did, Brian and I were backstage, and the first thing he did was walk up to this dude in a wheelchair and just embraced him like a brother he was like you good man you know like what's up like anything like he was just there for him mm-hmm. and seeing him be that aware of his fans and the same with rex the same with Vinny. like all these men did they're this just, for their fans they're just dudes like they yeah. get it they really do get yeah it. and that's what sets them apart and that's why like pantera is pantera you know so i mean i will always yeah. my favorite will always be the image of them playing with the, the moscow show as i call it oh yeah that's yeah that's was what, that 91 yeah 91, 91. with metallica mm-hmm. and acdc and mm-hmm. i think the it's like the fourth third or fourth biggest concert in history right right um it's over a billion, right? No, no, not a billion. No, 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 no. no. million, million. Sorry, sorry. No, it was over a million. <laughs> Wrong um, number, million. Yeah, it was quite a few million. Yeah, it was because it was, a couple, it was the because it was say. the Russian army or something. It was like why it was so right, many people. right. Well, and I guess I don't think they had a lot of shows there before. I mean, you know, it's Russia. <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> They're a little surprised. So what from um, yeah, it was one point six million. One point six. That's, wow, that's crazy. Try to process that. Right. Like that's playing to a. T- a city. Imagine being that 100, you know, the millionth person, like, in the back. Like, why am I here? Right. Um, but if anyone could engage him, it would be Phil, it, if, you know? Because, as you said, like, he was sick, dying. But I saw that man go on stage, and then, like, a, like you see a performer Frickin switch flip. And, like, it's a few people who are, like, that man was born to be on stage. Yeah. And, like, he just saw, like, holy shit, that's a, 
that's and the, and that even how he treated his bandmates because remember he played guitar mm-hmm. they like saying happy birthday to one of their guitar techs it was like you entered this family like one of the yeah. members I, I unfortunately don't remember his name but one of the members was from down was actually on the road with them or happened to be there and it was yeah. his birthday so he jumped on stage and they played a jam where like literally all the roadies and dudes were yeah. rotating in and out of the band while they were playing. Yeah. It was really cool. Like that fluidity and that transparency with each other. You just don't see that in bands anymore. You don't see that. There's so much pride. There's so much closed offness, even within a band. It's like, if you should be close to anybody, it should be your bandmates. Oh my God. It's your family. It has to be. You're you know, living, and you're... I hate to call them out cause I, I don't know them very well, but I just think like instantly thought of black veil brides about their recent bullshit of like, we're breaking up. No, we're not breaking up. What? I don't know what's going on. And it's like, okay, just talk to each other, guys. Come on. Well, like, I mean, that's probably a headline band. So, like, let's just break up this week and we'll break up. We'll get back together next week for, right. some, for some clicks. Right. You know? At least well, that's what I would assume. Yeah I, I, yeah. I can't say more about that. But, you know, there there is just certain things where it's like, guys, just communicate. with And with System of a Down, it's just like, okay, they're realizing issues and they're going to address it. It's not this... He said, she said, bullshit game. So anyway, best of luck to them. And and obviously, you know, yeah, say a prayer for Benny, guys. And yeah, mm. segue. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, I was going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it back just a few seconds and say, I'm, I'm quite excited to hear what the new Hell Yeah CD is going to sound like. Because, yeah. um. Out of all of them, like, I wasn't the biggest Hell Yeah fan, to be honest. Yeah. And then with the most recent release, um, yeah. is it X? Und- Undeniable is the name Undeniable. of the Undeniable. That was amazing. That was one of the best, like, pop metal. I- I- it's a little poppy metal. It is pop- yeah, I wouldn't say poppy metal. But it's, or it's mainstream metal, but, like, yeah. one of the best I've Radio ever heard metal. it in a long time. Like, it yeah. was just well-crafted and put well, together. Well, I mean, Kevin Churko did the producing on it, and he's... Cause it was, He's there, an amazing producer. There was just something different from that one. It wasn't like yeah. alcohol and ass. There was there right. was a little more of a heart to it. It was. There were some really sentimental parts. Exactly. And, um, uh, it wasn't a guy from Peoria, Illinois, his... pretending to be a Southerner. Sorry, Mud Chad. Bean. Chad, Chad, right. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. I know you're from was... Illinois. You're not from the South. <laughs> we all know. No. And um, I think it helped that they got a new bass player. You know, they changed around there's some a of bit the... Of, there's there's a rotation. Blood. Yeah. You know. um, but Chad, Chad definitely explored some areas, and he got a little healthier, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I 100% stand by that album. I think it's a really oh, good it, album. Oh, and, yeah. That's... And, it, and I'm really excited for their future and how they're going to carry on, and if they do, but I definitely think they need to finish this album and, well, and do it justice. Do you think so. this... This is going to be the most depressing segue. I'm going to segue now. Sorry. Sure. Um, do you <laughs> think this? Segue. Do you think this might mean Mudvayne could come back? Oh, don't. Sorry. Don't. That's, it's, it's a band I miss because oh, um, I, I recently took a road trip and listened to a lot of CDs. Mm. You have those times. So right. I listened to that most recent, like Lost and Found was the last one. That, I think that was, mm. No, not Lost and Found. What's, I think it was just a self-title. The Her most latest? Beautiful and Strange. The one they, the uh, last one they released before they basically disbanded. Um, okay. And I remember somebody saying, like, yeah, they were literally recorded those songs and no extra songs. I'm like, they're all great. I don't... Yeah. Something about that band, it's like mm. a progressive metalcore, new metal mix that just is... It is timeless. It didn't... Yeah. It didn't stick in the 90s. It still works. Yeah, it really does. And it's this weird... Uh, aggression. It's such a... It's like a... Melo- but there's, like, melodic elements to it. It's just really aggressive and bombastic in this like catchy way. Exactly. I don't know how to explain I, it. Exactly. They tra- they transitioned well from that 
metalcore era because like yeah like you look back and remember when i <laughs> the mm-hmm. dig era when they all dressed okay. up in costumes they didn't have names they just had right. uh, n- like uh, monikers or name you know yeah was spud was the drummer i remember that oh man i'm glad they didn't stick with that yeah long. probably a good call probably but who knows who knows I don't know. maybe we'll chad, see them chad we're you know if you're listening <laughs> please bring back come on please, bring them back please pretty please so speaking of things i wish would come back mm-hmm. i once donated to a kickstarter campaign oh. for a band i mentioned at the front of this podcast mm. look at that that's it's all cyclical it's, it's all coming together. back um gizmachi for their uh, for their Kickstarter, help fund the album of 2012. Hmm, and what year is it? <laughs> Who exactly? Um, but the la- and their last album came out in 2005. Wow. Exactly, and I, I didn't saw them. It was that long. Exactly. That's and I saw them at that System of a Down concert, mm-hmm. it, and they were amazing. The CD was really good, and everyone donated. They made they got a little over five grand. And that's a decent oh, amount. I mean, it's not bad. It'll get you started. Oh, that's that'll get Kickstarter. Huh? <laughs> that'll make a CD over the last. So it's 2012. Man, that's six years now. Yeah. They've kind of slow. I mean, if you can say slowly doled out stuff, but they haven't obviously given mm. a CD, and right. it's just. Have they released any like songs at all? No songs. The wow. only thing they've done is a phone looking at a computer of a sample of a recording. No. That's all that we've Ooh. seen. S- in this time um and the last post actually was this that's what's so weird is the last post was still this year someone huh. is still doing this and that's wow. what's so amazing about it like it's like where's that money like and where well did they even did they scrap it did they start over and right well, how much did you do- donate brian I, it might have been 20 <laughs> or 30 dollars like that's a lot it's not that's a, that, for a kid you were what i mean <sighs> kid i wasn't probably that young this was actually many, well, this wasn't that 2012 okay <laughs> what are you guys i mean young 20s i don't know rough times that's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot for a young music fan it's in general to give you know money and a gofundme is um that's commitment exactly you know that's when you really love a band and you're like i want to help you and then for them just to not do anything it's like hey right but it's (laughs) it seems like that's kind of the the way things are going nowadays because you know press out labels don't want to sign to long deals or spend tons of money on albums or they just want the album already done and then they're gonna buy it so it's what is the option to do your CD now? So you see, obviously, tons of Kickstarter. And then the other one we now see is, uh, well, the GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. And then the only difference between the two is um, Kickstarter is only funded if your goal is reached. Right. And um, GoFundMe, and I believe Indiegogo is the same way as well, is mm. is always funded no matter what you reach. Gotcha. So, like, if you only make X amount of money, people still have to give it. So mm. it depends on which site you choose. Because um, one of my favorite bands, Protest the Hero, did it back in 2015 and 16 mm-hmm. somewhere around there and they made $341,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. For like a progressive metalcore like very niche band. Like they're right. they're not a widespread band and so Yeah. Well, I mean it reflects on from their, Canada their diehard fans. And I just know. also wonder is that I mean is a type of fan too and then in addition to these two things, the one thing we saw crop up over the last, I don't know, this was, I think it was two years ago that this happened, or three years ago, was um, a Legion, or Algion, I'm sorry, I never Allegion, put, yeah. Allegion, yeah. <laughs> um, started a Patreon for themselves, right. and this right. was a huge point of controversy, <laughs> like, people that was really got pissed about right. this, like, right. like, and I wasn't sure why, which was, I mean, I guess being in a band and understanding how 
how little money you see from right. album sales and or streams it and like right. it didn't seem that crazy to say like hey kids <laughs> podcasts right. do it you know like youtube channels do it why couldn't a band who does you know pr- gives out material put the same thing out and right right now they're on they're sitting at like 1500 a month which isn't a lot of money I mean, but it's something. But that's, but that's, that's yeah, and it's something, and it's something consistent. And it, and that's so exactly like yeah. is and between these three, like you know, going forward with the way the labels are changing, internet, like, right. what's the kind of right way to do things? It's right. a tough question. I mean, it is. you know, you see, you hear bands doing these Kickstarters or GoFundMe, and right. they spectacularly fail. Uh. Like, uh, I can only think of a few, but I mean, it was right. maybe a decade ago, Orgy. <laughs> Oh man, that one was Orgy, so Orgy, fantastic. Orgy horrible. tried to do it and they were $97,000 short, but they still raised $7,000. So right. Right. Well, yeah, and Corey Feldman, if you remember <laughs> him, remember when he tried to do something in music? What was that last year, two years ago? Well, he's—I think he's been yeah. doing that for a while. He's—he's he's had a Michael Jackson thing for a while. He's always yeah. wanted to be Michael Jackson. Well, I think, I think I mean, he really pushed it because he for started this and then and didn't even come close. It was again over anything over a hundred thousand dollars is kind of kind of ambitious there. Exactly. But, but there's definitely smaller bands. Um, even one right off the top of my head that I just saw. Um, was for a van repair. It was for everybody panic. Mm-hmm. If you remember that band, smaller Absolutely. band, but uh, solid, solid. And they, I think their van broke down, and I saw it show up um, on my feed, and I was just really pleasantly surprised to see that they met their amount. It was something like two thousand dollars or something. Something mild. But just that their fans were right there, you know, because that um, that's something you're. You know, that's a tight spot to be in. We've all been, we've all had a As band you, breakdown. You, men- <laughs> you mentioned that, yeah. I was gonna say a lot. You know, bands that have lost equipment or stolen equipment. Right. And I even um, a band I'm gonna mention in our part two of our podcast, Battlecross, mm. actually did a Kickstarter when they were on yeah. uh, the Mayhem tour, just to kind of like yeah. a little extra oomph, and it was twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like that's not asking too much, no, but you know, but it like, can go a long way on the so road. So much. Oh my goodness, right. like five dollars in a day. Yeah. Like you would not believe how much just, that just, can make a difference buy a bag of bread but, fill that gas tank you know everyone who can understand the road should should be helping their bands they mm-hmm. love if you understand help them <laughs> but do you think the i mean at least i i don't know i personally think the patreon thing might become a might be an avenue but i think I, I they, get it. they were just a little early to the game i think Maybe. like people were just offended by that but nowadays yeah. it's so common to be donating to those because there's gonna have to be something and it all people are gonna have to do something it's a lot what you give back like i know a lot of like lower tier bands and like yeah. you know some of the bands working at i call that like constant c and d level touring stage mm-hmm. that have these right. and like right they'll do youtube shows you know constant tu- like things you won't see everywhere else and you know right. they might be nobodies but they'll still get out there right yeah. i mean it still makes a difference to that person who who participates so support <laughs> Yeah, we can, you know, do what you do and support the music, right? Right. Support the bands you love, guys. It's as simple as that. Just, if, if you can't spare five bucks, then you shouldn't deserve to listen to good music. Exactly. Just <laughs> That's all I have to say. Support so much music. So, a so, uh, show that I want to support, yeah. probably, I'll actually even buy a ticket for this one, is Marilyn Manson is playing Marathon Music Works. Yes, here in he town is. and like i mean i probably wouldn't see him at a an arena or something but the fact that he's playing such a small venue 
is super cool to see his show in that capacity would be pretty amazing. Is is Rob Zombie on that show or is that no, just Marilyn it's, Manson? It's just Marilyn Manson. Okay, yeah. that might be an off day or it's just a continuation of a tour they're on or something I'm, like I that. I think it's going to be an off day. I don't know if there's that much info yet. I think it's it's sometime this fall, so it's still a ways away. Um, but I, I just kind of got excited about that because, you know, we've all seen Marilyn Manson and he puts on quite the show. Right, I've always... um, But I've only seen him at festivals and arenas, so to see him in a capacity might be really interesting. It would be really good. And mm-hmm. he's been in the headlines for not the most good reasons recently. <laughs> Is um, he ever? I <laughs> know. Uh, he recently opened for uh, Avenged Sevenfold in Madrid mm-hmm. and invited a few fans on stage who look uh, on the younger side. I don't well, know if they're... Younger and less than comfortable. I don't know if they're over the 18. That's that's what I mean by younger. They're, they're yeah. not like yeah. 10 or 11, but they're yeah. not They're, not they're 18. definitely teenagers. Exactly. Yeah. And he... He motioned to the one, at least it's a male, it's the male dude, uh, right. to like, to remove his Avenged Sevenfold shirt. But it's not like, he's it's he's, he's not like talking to the crowd and being like, do you want him to take that off? He's right. just like, you should take that off. Oh, he was like, that's not my shirt. He's, or it's, something it's, like it's that. It's really awkward. It's yeah. it's uncomfortable. And it's, it's just, um, it's interesting because being like a big Manson fan, like I remember him being like the voice of metal during yeah. like the Columbine years. Right. Like, when people were like so against like metal and the theatrics right. of metal and he was like no we're like we're not that we're eloquent we know what we're doing yeah, like, he was and articulate this... he was powerful he used his platform for good yes yeah. like, even though he was super weird it was very intentional it was great. there was a there was a message there was it, every talk show somewhere. that invited him on yeah. didn't like they're like oh he's gonna be an idiot and they're like oh no like right. they didn't know what they right. were getting into and it was great because he'd yeah. be like he'd blindside all these reporters right. with his uh, with his intelligence great interviews yeah. and then you know you fast forward to you know 10 15 years later mm-hmm. and it, the world's changed so dramatically since those right. days is this his effort to be like edgy now or like to be relevant or to be cool or to stay right. in the headlines because right he's definitely not like the the pioneer or the big guy he once was right and and it's I, I find him so confusing, you mm-hmm. know, and the right. fact, though, that, you know, he is on the road was uh, Rob Zombie right now, and they're co-heading lying this major tour, and it's doing pretty well. And But it was recently that he, like, didn't show up for a show somewhere on the East Coast, New Jersey, maybe. And then, you know, when he broke his foot, and, like, he has all these issues, and and I've, I've known people who have worked with him before, and I've heard completely opposite stories mm-hmm. so from two different people one was like a sound you know tech guys obviously you're not hearing one thing which means exactly that's the truth why is somewhere in the middle exactly and that's why it's so confusing because i have definitely heard them like he's being manipulative like all of this is fake he's just wanting you know yeah just stay exactly. relevant and then the other side like no he's completely lost it like He's a pill popper, et cetera, et cetera. So I've heard extremes, which makes it to me so confusing and fascinating. Exactly. Um, yeah. Because I, I still like his music. Absolutely. I think his new material is fantastic. And, you know, he's still got that goth, you know, edgy nastiness. You know, he always has that. No one can do the Marilyn Manson voice besides Marilyn well, Manson. Well, I was also going to say, I don't think anybody else does what he does. Like, Not like, like him. So there, many, there's some wannabes. So many, wannabes. So many imitators, but right. that's ex- no one came close to what he did. Right, exactly. and, he, and he's still an extraordinary frontman. I mean, it's been about two years since I've seen him, um, but he still puts on a fantastic show. So when these moments happen, you're like, what is going on? You know, that poor kid, that poor poor kid in Madrid, like, what's going on there? But oh, I know, it's yeah. just, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, so you Marilyn know. Manson, what's up? Exactly, man, what's going on? Tell me. You know, yeah. send Let me a know. message. Let us know. <laughs>
<laughs> Fill us in, bro. <laughs> but, all right, so we can't end on this depressing note. So on a happier note, did you yes. see the sign language interpreter at the Lamb of God concert? Oh, my gosh. Can we be best friends? Can I buy you a beer, girl, and let's hang? Because I'm, that was spectacular. Exactly. I'm so happy. Like, there was all the rap community ones. They got their... Yeah, and not, now, right. like, now the metal one has one, which yeah. is fantastic. So, yeah. like, it's... That was fun to see. Yeah. <laughs> just, and if you haven't seen it, just Google it. Um, I can't like, remember what festival it was, but this interpreter... Um, the sign language interpreter um, just killed it and was just so into the music, you know, and to see people like care for people like that is, is so incredible. So I, yeah, that was really entertaining. Some, some good vids in the music world, in the metal world <laughs> this week. There. Yeah. Um, good vibes all around. That's, I think, going to wrap it up for part one here at the Heavy Heart Podcast. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Ev- yeah. <laughs> 